love knowing and keeping secrets. It makes us feel loved. It makes us feel important. It makes us feel valued. But that is the best kept secret. We are loved by the creator of the universe. This season, we are coming together with some of the most confident women that you will ever meet to discover the secret to moving beyond insecurity. If it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to search it out, then Queen, we've got some work to do. Let's get to it. Hey y'all, it's me Liv and I am so incredibly grateful that you have joined me for another QT session. If you were here for the first time and you're curious about what a QT session is, it's simply a little quality time where we enjoy a one-on-one conversation without any other guests. Now, I don't know about you, but I have been loving the conversations with our guests. But every now and then, I like to go into a little more detail about what the Lord has placed on my heart without feeling as if I'm taking time away from them. Today, we are continuing our conversation about growing in confidence in the Lord, and we are specifically going to be talking about our connections because the communities that we cultivate directly connect to the confidence that we have in Christ. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10 is such a good portion of scripture because it is so practical. The ESV says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their efforts. For if either falls, his companion can lift him up. But pity the one who falls without another to lift him up. I love this scripture because it is really supported throughout the entire Bible and all of the counsel that we find in scripture. Whether we are looking at how Eve was taken from Adam's rib in Genesis or the comfort that we receive in Revelation about Jesus's coming, everything in between, we see that community is important. That friendship is essential to our ability to follow the Lord. And that is what we are talking about today. You know, I have recently become a little more bold and I've started to open up about different areas that the Lord has impressed upon my heart, particularly on social media. For quite some time, I felt the call to speak about spiritual warfare, about apologetics, what we believe and why we believe it, about the influence of new age religion and witchcraft on our society today and how to continue to follow the Lord, especially when everything in our culture contradicts the opportunity to do so. If you've been here on the podcast for any amount of time, you know that I've begun to open up about some of those things, but I've been a little more hesitant to really embrace it and open up about it in other spaces simply because I'm incredibly aware of the spiritual warfare that accompanies it when we begin to step into deeper subjects, especially those which really cause people to grow in awareness about what's going on around them spiritually. And although I'm not afraid, I have been cautious about how to approach it. 
I've been cautious partly because I want to ensure that I have information that's helpful, that I'm approaching the subject correctly in a way that others can receive, and that I know that the Lord has released me to talk about it. Because the one mistake that I do not want to make is to reach beyond the limitations that he set over me in this season, which protect me from that for which I'm not ready for. Y'all, warfare is real. And we're going to get into that a little bit more on our next QT session. But I do want to remind you that even when we encounter warfare, we see that there is power in community and that as a part of the kingdom of God, we have so much community around us. Whether we are looking at Romans chapter 8 verses 26 through 27 as we learn how Holy Spirit prays for us. Or we continue on throughout that chapter to learn that if God is for us, it doesn't even matter who is against us. We recognize that we are a part of God's community. But it goes even further than that. As kingdom citizens, we are entrenched in community. In fact, one of my favorite verses is in 2 King chapter 6, and we're not going to talk about it today. However, if you want to head over there and check it out, I know that it will encourage your heart because it reminds us that there are more with us than against us. Mm, y'all. It is so comforting to know that we are a part of a grand community and that the Lord is fighting for us, that he has placed others around us to do the same and that we are not alone. We don't have to be afraid. And our friendships, our godly confidence helps us remember that. You see, I have found that when God blesses us with community, it gives us the confidence to do hard things. When we read about Moses in Exodus chapter four, we learn that he has made excuse after excuse about why he cannot honor the Lord's desire for him to go to Egypt and to speak to Pharaoh because of the stuttering problem that he had. In response, God sends a friend who also happens to be his brother. Now, I know you really liked that DreamWorks depiction that came out years and years ago. I loved it. One of my favorite movies of all time. But I want to remember, I want to remind you guys that entertainment is just that. It's entertainment. And when we encounter the word in the movies we watch, we want to ensure that we go back to the Bible to check it out. We don't want to leave it there at the movies and take it as if it was factual. And y'all, as much as I love this movie and as beautiful as one of the songs that were sang when Moses met his sister and his brother in Egypt and they began to act as if they had not known one another before that time, it's just not biblical. It's beautiful, but it's not biblical. In fact, the true account that we find in the Bible is even more beautiful because it helps us to recognize that God always has a plan. He always has a community to help us do hard things. 
in Exodus chapter four, we learn that as Moses is going through the many excuses as to why he cannot honor the Lord's word over his life. The Lord tells him right there while he is yet at the burning bush that his brother Aaron is on his way. And as you know, they ministered together mightily there speaking to Pharaoh on behalf of the Lord and his people. Y'all. Godly community helps us to find the confidence to do hard things. And it's important that we really consider who it is that we are confiding in because it is becoming increasingly hard to, you know, move (laughs) as a Christian in society today. We experience so many conflicts everywhere that we turn. But I believe that when you just become intentional about the community that you're connecting with, you'll recognize the power and the joy, the peace and the love, the honor and the privilege that it is to show others how loving our father is. Mm, I love I love community. I'm not going to lie, y'all. I'm a fan. It's not easy. It's definitely hard. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, I have been able to do hard things and commit to them simply because of the godly friendships that I have all around me. And that's not all. Those connections also give me the confidence to hope again. When we've done the hard things and they don't always work out well, like we find our sister Naomi, we need someone to come alongside us to help us find the confidence to hope again. And y'all already know, I am talking about one of the most popular friendships in all of scripture, which is that between Naomi and Ruth. And I don't want to belabor this point, but I do want to remind you that true friendship is found when we are willing to endure the hard difficult, uncomfortable seasons together. And it's my hope that you would be encouraged to look out and see those who have been with you, who have encouraged your heart, who have gone the extra mile to pray with you, to show up to your house, to do life beside you. And that you would then look to return that opportunity to love on them when the time comes. Once again, I know this is not easy. I'm working through this myself on a continual basis. Man, we need one another. We need one another when it becomes incredibly hard to experience hope. You may remember that Naomi renamed herself. She allowed the trauma that she'd gone through to rename her Mara, which means bitter. And it was Ruth's friendship and Ruth's companionship that helped her see that it wasn't all lost, but that God yet had a plan. And I just love that. I love that about godly community because it doesn't just give us the ability to hope again, but it gives us the ability to pursue life every single day that we live. Uh, If you know my story, you know that I struggled with severe depression as I was growing up and well into my young adulthood. And every now and then it tries to sneak back up on me, but God has given me the gift of counseling and therapy and once again, godly community to help me pursue life every single day. 
The word tells us that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. That no man gets to the Father except through him. And y'all, as good as he is, as faithful as he is, we've all had seasons and moments where we felt defeated and depressed. And it's so hard to choose life. It's so hard to choose Jesus's way, especially, especially when we are fighting to do the hard things, to hope again. And it's not always working out easily or quickly. Mm. It's here that I am reminded of David and Jonathan's friendship. You see, they established a covenant together in 1 Samuel. And we see that they renew this covenant in 1 Samuel chapter 19, which is one of my favorite chapters in all of 1 Samuel. And I've actually preached on that and shared it here on the podcast. So I'll tag it below in the show notes, just in case you want to listen to that episode from the last season. But it's here that we see that they make this covenant, which is so different than a contract, because a contract really stipulates that if one person breaks it, then it is null and void, that you can go to court and seek reparations and, you know, just pursue vindication when you've been wronged. However, a covenant is different because it says whether you treat me wrong or not, whether you complete your end of this or not, I'm going to uphold mine. And so it's so much deeper and more long lasting than a contract because it says that it will last for the length of the life of the people that are involved in it, whether they are both alive or not. And we see that in chapter 19, because as Jonathan shares that he is willing to risk his life so that David may escape danger from his father, Saul, he asks David to take care of his household, even if he dies. Y'all, I have found that our life-giving relationships help us to pursue life. They help us to pursue the one, the great God who has laid his life down for us so that we may walk more fully and more confidently in his love every single day. Jonathan is a type of Christ because he was willing to put down everything that he was entitled to so that David could walk in his calling. And isn't that what the Lord has done for us? I love the Psalms because they help us to give our emotions language. And when we read the Psalms, we see that David, who wrote many of them, went through a variety of emotions, including depression. I believe, though, that it was that covenant that kept coming back to his mind to encourage him to pursue life when it got hardest. It was that covenant that kept him 
pursuing life when he was on the run from King Saul. It was that covenant that reminded him to pursue life when he was dealing with foolish men like Nabal. It was that covenant that helped him to remember to pursue life when he walked into his own foolishness, like that which he committed with Bathsheba or even the trouble that he got into with his son Absalom. And although we don't see this covenant reflected further in scripture um, in a formal sense in David's life after he takes Mephibosheth into his home, I truly believe that it was on his mind because I know that the covenant that the Lord has established with us is definitely on mine on a daily basis. And I'm so grateful, so grateful for him. You know, our godly community helps us to do hard things. It helps us to hope again. It helps us to pursue life, but it doesn't just stop there. It also helps us to remember that the Lord is faithful and he will perform his promises over us. We are just going through all the most popular friendships in the Bible today, as you can see. And now that we've hit on Naomi and Ruth, David and Jonathan, we cannot leave this space without talking about Mary and Elizabeth. And I just love the reciprocity that they shared, you know. David and Jonathan uh, were a little imbalanced because if we're going to be honest, David didn't have as much to give Jonathan. And that's why Jonathan is a type of Christ. However, Mary and Elizabeth really offer one another this mutual comfort and confidence that is just beautiful to see. And I know that there were remnants of that in Naomi and Ruth's relationship and David and Jonathan's friendship because otherwise they wouldn't have enjoyed the depth that they did. However, I see it in new ways. You know, it was Elizabeth whom Mary went to when she was looking to stay there for the duration of her pregnancy. And it was Mary who encouraged Elizabeth to remember that the Lord would perform his promises over her. Now, if you're looking at the text in Luke chapter one with me, this may be interesting to you because it's actually Elizabeth who tells Mary, blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill what he has spoken to her. However, this is where that reciprocity comes, because as we know, when Elizabeth and Mary first meet one another here in these scriptures, Elizabeth's baby leaps within her when she's filled with the Holy Spirit as they encounter the Lord Jesus in Mary's womb. And what scholars actually teach us is that at this point, it is very likely that Elizabeth had concerns about whether or not her baby was even alive within her. Because scholars say that her baby had not moved within her and she questioned if it was a stillborn or not. Mm. Woo. There's power there, y'all. There is power there. God will fulfill his word in and over your life. And it's godly community that reminds you of that. Ah, I have been challenged by community. Challenged to do exactly what the Lord showed us we must do in order to follow him in the word, which is to surrender our will at his feet. 
at whatever cost that may come and whatever it may require, because his will is always, always more fulfilling, more rewarding than ours ever could be. We need godly community. And y'all already know it is not always easy. In fact, it's rarely easy. It's so much easier to disconnect. And I know that personally because I went to five different elementary schools, two different middle schools, and four different high schools during my formative years. And unfortunately, I picked up some behaviors and some patterns that just make it a lot easier for me to disconnect than to continue to connect. However, the Lord is with me and he continues to strengthen me in this area. And he is the only reason that I've been able to lead the Colorfully Candid Paradigm for eight years. He's the only reason that I've been able to engage in Christian community in my local church here in Las Vegas. He's the only reason that I continue to show up and he's doing a work in me. But I tell you, he can do that same work in you and even more. Godly community is worth it, and we need to be in pursuit of it. The word tells us not to stop meeting together, and it's my hope that we recognize how important it is and how it connects to our ability to walk in confidence in Christ Jesus a little more every single day. Today, as we prepare to close, I just want to ask you, do your connections or your community give you the confidence to do hard things that lead you to pursue life himself? Do they give you the hope in what God's word says as you choose to believe that he will fulfill it over your life? Does that community lead you to surrender your will at his feet? Or does it encourage you to force your own? Because if it doesn't give you that confidence to do those hard things, to pursue Jesus, to hope in what the word says, to believe that he will fulfill that word over your life, that community may be leading you to prioritize your will over his. And it may be leading you away from the promises and the beauty of those promises in his word. These are a few red flags that we need to pay attention to. Those whom we're connected to are directly connected to the confidence that we cultivate in the Lord. And I want to encourage you to reflect on who you've been confiding in and the advice and counsel you've been receiving because it is necessary to be cautious about who you allow to influence your opinions. Where are you turning for advice? Are they leading you closer to Christ or causing you to doubt his existence altogether? These questions are worth considering, and I hope you take a pause today to just write down the answers to each and every one of them, because I have to tell you that I wasn't taught to reflect on my relationships, but I have learned that it is necessary. I'm putting them in the description below, and if you need a little bit more help with that, You can even write the names of your friends and those who you do community down beside the various attributes. If there's anybody else in your life that doesn't quite fit into one of those categories, it may be time to think about how you feel when you leave their presence, what part you have and how you can really influence and lead them to consider how God's word is at work within their lives instead of listening to their counsel as much. 
Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for community. We thank you, Lord God, that you send it at every single turn so that we may do the hard things, so that we may hope again, so that we, Lord Jesus, may pursue life, believe your word, and surrender our will. God, we thank you for those whom you have positioned us to do life with in this season. We have an intense desire to be effective. And so we pray, Lord God, that you would move in those friendships. There is so much spiritual warfare going on in our world today. And we just thank you for protecting those friendships that fill us with the confidence to follow you. My God, protect those friendships. Help us to show up for one another to speak into one another's lives and to remember that we are so much better together. Thank you for the community you provide. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being here with us, for praying for us in our weaknesses and for advocating before the Father day and night on our behalf. You are so good, so wonderful, so merciful, so holy, so righteous. You are perfect in all of your ways and we are in love with you. In Jesus' name, we say amen and amen. <sighs> Our time together is always such a pleasure and I want to thank you once again for spending a little quality time with me. If you've yet to write a review, would you head over to Apple Podcasts or Audible and share your thoughts? I would be so blessed to hear what is on your heart. Now remember, I'm at Candid Live and it would be so much fun to keep this conversation going in between our time here on the podcast together. I hope you have a beautiful week. Be blessed. I love you.